Welcome to the Muni360 podcast from New York Life Investments. Valuable insights on all aspects related to investing in the complex and highly fragmented municipal bond market. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Muni360 podcast from New York Life Investments. I'm Chris Roberti with Mackay Municipal Managers. In a municipal market that is highly complex, from public policy to market technicals, we're excited to bring you another podcast focusing on current municipal themes and strategies for clients to consider. I'm excited to be joined today by Peter Bartlett directly from our trading desk in Los Angeles. Peter is a Senior Managing Director and Portfolio Manager for Mackay Municipal Managers with focus on the high yield municipal segment of the market. I've been looking forward to having Peter back on our podcast given his depth of experience and the insights he brings to the show. Peter has been in the municipal bond industry for over four decades working in very senior roles. He brings unique perspective after running the largest sell-side trading desks in the industry for many years, and then joined us on the investment management side at Mackay Municipal Managers more than two years ago. So Peter, let's jump right in. Great to have you back with us today on Muni360 Podcast. Great. Looking at municipal bonds in 2022, it's clearly been the most challenging we've seen in at least four decades. The first six months, very tough, really nice July in terms of a bounce. And then, you know, August through September into the present, the volatility has really returned in a significant way. With all that said, you know, how would you compare this to all the other municipal dislocations you've seen in your career? Sure. First of all, we did a lot of research on the subject and there's only been six times in the last four, since 1980, so in the last 42 years, where municipals have had a negative return for the year. And we look back, and when you think about it, this was 1981, 1994, 1999, the financial crisis in 2008, and then again in 2013. And what's interesting is the next year, the ensuing year, the, the performance of munis was outstanding. In 1982, 40%. In 1995, 17.5%, in 2000, 11.7%, in 2009, 12.9%, and in 2014, 9.05%. Now, we're not predicting that the returns for next year, but history has shown very clearly that when you get these massive dislocations, there, there's normally a, a snapback. Now, let me give you my perspective on this year. First of all, we had record inflows into the municipal market last year. We had over $100 billion that came into our market. And this year, it's been record outflows at 90-some billion that's been out in nine months. And the way I think about that is outflows do not have to stop completely, but they need to slow down before municipals get on more solid footing. I do believe that supply, supply is down about 17%. I suspect that supply may drop further because, remember, about 35% of historical municipal supply is refundings. And with higher rates, a lot of refundings have gone away. This has been an extraordinary uh, year. It's been negative, obviously, in all asset classes. And municipals have normally uh, held up way better than other asset classes. But this year, it's been extremely difficult. Yep. And so, Peter, we're not going to let you go without spending some time talking about rates and inflation for sure, sure. today. And, uh, you know, certainly while Mackay Municipal Managers does not make rate calls or duration bets in the portfolios we manage, for sure, all, all eyes have been on the Fed, more hawkish tone, 
you know, very tough inflation print recently. With all that being said, how has the market digested this so far? And do we think future rate moves are factored into this year-to-date sell-off we've seen? Yes. Uh, I'm going to answer the, the, the end of that question. Do I think future rate moves are in the market? Absolutely. Markets are incredibly efficient at discounting the future. And when you think about the Fed discussion, the Fed talk, yes, it's been more hawkish, but it's been like this for quite some time. But you look, got to look at the absolute facts. Think about the, the two-year Treasury as an example. Two-year Treasury started the year at 73 basis points. It's now a 378. It's going up five-fold. I mean, that's a massive move. The 30-year Treasury is going from 196 to a 346. Curve is inverted, which doesn't normally happen. And so I think the, my general sense is that rates have moved tremendously already. Is it possible that rates get worse? Of course. But a lot of the market has been discounted and rates are clearly in municipals extremely attractive on a historical basis. I'll talk more about that later in terms of ratios of municipals versus treasuries. But as I look over the past four and a half decades, munis look incredibly attractive to me right now. Yep. Which leads us to our next question, Peter. And I think with such a tough year in municipals so far, as you pointed out, toughest we've seen over four decades, or at least the second toughest, most clients are asking, you know, when will this feel better? And it's hard to time it, of course, but I guess the question is, you know, what are some of the signals that you're monitoring that you think will lead us to some normalization and a more solid footing in our marketplace? Sure. Well, the most obvious is when has the Fed done its job? And or, or has the market predicted that the Fed has done its job? It's almost 100% certainty the Fed moves 75 basis points September 20th. We expect another 50 to 75 basis point move in October. I think, we think in general, the market has discounted that in munis. However, the, as I mentioned earlier, flows, which have been very negative, have to stabilize. It's Fear is a difficult thing to, to analyze, and clearly people have been a lot of fear. They've, in all markets, they've lost a lot of money. And that fear needs to dissipate, number one. Flows don't have to go very positive, but they have to stop being so negative. In other words, flows can be relatively even with buyers and sellers. And because municipal supply is dropping and we expect it's going to continue to drop. And the reason we say that is historically about 30 to 35 percent of municipal supply every year if you look over the last five years, it averages about $450 billion a year. About a third of that supply is refundings. And as you get into this higher rate environment, refundings go away. So I think we should see normalization as supply gets a little less, which was, it's down about 16 17% right now, which is, I think it's going to be more than that by year end. And I think flows need to stabilize. They don't need to, we can still get minor outflows. And also, when you think about the, the ratios of municipals to treasuries, so you have a 30-year treasury bond of 340, 345 or so, and you can buy, you know, very high-grade good municipals at four and a quarter or so. And so I, I ask people a simple question, you know, do you think, do you think the taxes are going to go down? Do you think, you know, sales tax, property tax, this income tax, this is not a credit event. This is a rate event, and it's a fear event. And so I think we should see stabilization as, and I, I, I believe that flows will change. They don't necessarily have to be very positive, but we just, quite frankly, you know, 90 billion out is, is too much for the market to accept right at the moment. But we should get alternative buyers coming in 
And we have seen a number of factors, whether it be insurance companies, bank portfolios, uh, hedge funds, taxable funds, that buy municipals when they get this cheap on a relative basis to treasuries and corporates. Gotcha, gotcha. And so, you know, with rates and flows really mm-hmm. dominating the story this year on the technical side, it seems not as many people are asking the questions about, you know, the health of municipalities, yeah. right? And yeah. so, you know, taking a step back on credit fundamentals, and we've talked about credit fundamentals on prior shows sure. in the health of municipalities. How would you describe the credit landscape currently? Sure. Well, many municipalities are, perversely, you wouldn't think this, but in many municipalities are in better shape than they were when the year started. Why? Well, housing prices have obviously accelerated, you know, quite substantially over the last several years. Is that price increase going to stop? Yeah, we believe so. Housing has to slow down, I think, by definition, because the strength has been quite incredible. But when you think about it, property taxes are up in general, not down. Income taxes, because incomes would have generally been up over the past several years, income taxes have been strong, and sales taxes in an inflation environment are better. We also have the federal money going to the states, COVID relief. So many municipalities, states, cities, counties are in better shape, not worse. There are credits that are weaker. Some of the continuing care retirement centers, COVID hit them hard, hospitals, which require a lot of labor, where labor costs have been more expensive, costs, some of the project revs where commodity prices are higher, whether it be lumber and building. So there's se- several several industries which you have to be very careful about, but we try to take that in consideration. But in general, the decline in municipal prices does not match up to the credit quality of municipals. There's quite a disconnect there, in my opinion. Gotcha. Which sounds like there could be opportunity. And, and sort of you know going into that topic, when you look at the magnitude of this move, right, when you think about structure, credit, mm-hmm. and just levels in general, can you tell the audience a little bit about maybe some of the opportunities that you're seeing in today's marketplace? Sure. Well, let's talk about some of the opportunities where, where, where the market was just a year ago. Non-rated deals were coming 3% coupons in 2050 at par, right? And many of those bonds are down 35 points or so. There were development deals, non-rated development deals that were coming at, you know, three and a half to, to three and three quarter percent. And now we can buy much better coupons. So in general, Mackay, we've dramatically improved our quality of our portfolios, going into single A, double A, triple A credits, improving our credit quality, and more importantly, improving the coupons. So we've been buying fives, five and a quarters, five and a halves. And buying those on a yield to call, let's say that, you know, most minutes have a 10-year call in the four and a quarter, four and a half percent range, which historically is extremely attractive, especially when you think, again, even though treasuries have moved dramatically and we have a 350 long bond, buying munis with a five and a quarter to five and a half percent coupon and five percent coupons at four plus yield to a 10-year call is historically attractive. So we think that it's given our portfolio managers the ability to quality it up, which I think is important, especially if you feel a recession is down the road, which is certainly possible, not definitive, but certainly possible. And so you want to improve your credit quality. And that's what we're attempting to do. But there's been a number of opportunities and that I think we're trying to take advantage of. Has it really shown up in performance yet? I think for most municipal managers, that has been the case. It's still been extremely difficult. But long term, you know, we don't think about munis day to day. I mean, we do. But as an investor, I think you need to think about the long term. You got to think about 
how's your portfolio set up? Is your income going to tax exempt income going to move up dramatically? And I think that the answer is yes, unquestionably. So it sounds like this has been an opportunity to not only increase income quality up, but also improve structure, which gives us, you know, a little bit more of a cushion, if you will, for the future. Correct. And especially when you think about call features, right? Almost all munis are callable in 10 years. Some are callable in five years, three years, et cetera. And when bonds drop so much in prices, remember, we've had very good, strong municipal credits that have dropped 25 points. That is, does not happen very often, it, you know, unless there's a default or some massive credit event, which has not been the case. So if you have a bond that was priced at par and is now at 80 cents, you're a long way from that call feature. And so that, that's an attractive, you know, that, that bond has got a, a long way to run in terms of going up and not bumping into the call. That's very helpful color. And uh, with that said, you know, is it safe to say that this is a market, Peter, that lends itself to more active trading? Sure. And if so, how can managers really distinguish themselves in this landscape? Yes. Look, I believe very firmly that active trading is exceedingly important. I'll tell you why. If you just sat with the bonds that you had, that you were able to buy in the last couple of years with the low coupons and tougher credits. You know, again, I'm a fan of many non-rated credits, so don't get me wrong. There's plenty of opportunity in the non-rated space, but non-rated, you know, as I said, things like three, three and a quarter, three and a half percent coupons historically have not held up well. So it's given us the opportunity to, to coupon up, quality up in many sectors. One that comes to mind is airports. There's been a tremendous modernization of airports all around the country. I live out in the West Coast, uh, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Denver, Salt Lake City. I can think of a lot of airports that have had a lot of financings, and they've dramatically improved those airports. And some of those airports are monopolies. Uh, there's not a lot of alternatives. So, And many are you know, sing- single-aided, double-aided credits, and we- we've been an active buyer in-, in that sector because we think that presents a lot of opportunities. So we think that in general, when you think about some of these dollar prices and the negative returns of municipals that we've experienced this year, we think we should get an attractive snapback when it happens. When, but that's dependent upon the fear. Some of the fear that's in the markets subsides and individuals feel more comfortable buying tax-empt income. Right. And so sticking with that theme, you know, the theme of active, sure. uh, you know, for, for clients that are considering... Or, or I should say for clients that are invested in more passive approaches, mm-hmm. like S- separately managed account, yeah. ladder bond portfolios, why should they consider actively managed strategies as an alternative or a complement? Yeah, it's a good question. Look, I don't, for people who are very concerned about not making a lot of money, but just not losing a lot of money, of short-term ladder municipals, you know, buying munis five years out and maybe 10 years and out and watching the bonds mature, that's fine. I mean, that's been a strategy. But right now, I think you have dramatically higher yields. You know, the yield curve in municipals is much steeper in Treasury. Treasury yield curves inverted. And, you know, you have two-year Treasuries the same rate, if not higher, you know, 15 to 20 basis points higher than 30-year Treasuries, which historically doesn't make a lot of sense. In many ways, the, the yield curve is much steeper. So while I think that's fine for some customers that are very conservative to buy really short-term bonds, I think right now you want to extend maturities right now. You want to buy long, you want to lock in higher rates. And I think that sets you up for a future. Look, the demographics of the United States are not changing. And the demand for income, tax exempt income is not changing. 
And so the, to the extent that you can get dramatically more income by being by going out longer in the maturity structure, and as long as you're active and you don't make mistakes on credit, I think you're better off. So I believe that active management makes a lot of sense because you have to keep rebooking uh, yields at, at a higher yield. You got to sell credits that you're worried about that could falter in a recession. And I think it, it's time to be a little more conservative and buy higher grade municipals in general. That's really helpful color, Peter. Thank you. And really, the municipal market is highly complex, to say the least. And the case for active management has really never been stronger, in our opinion. And this has been a great conversation. I'm sure our listeners are going to really get a lot out of it in terms of thinking about, you know, your insights and, the, and, and what you're bringing today's conversation. Before we let you go, any parting thoughts for our listeners? Well, there's several. The demographics of the United States are not changing. You have... 10,000 people that turn 65 every day. There's about 73 million baby boomers. And by 2030, they'll all have reached 70 years old or older. So what does that mean? It means that people in general, as you get older, in mid-60s to 70s, in general, you get a little more conservative. And conservative favors municipal bonds. I ask people a simple question. Do you think your taxes are going to go down? And the answer is they're not. And especially like, for instance, in California, you know, for the highest income individuals, it's 13.6% tax rate. They're thinking about going to 15.5%, tacking on another 2%, making municipals more attractive. Do I think municipal supply is going to go up dramatically? I don't, because obviously refund, tax exempt refundings, you can refund a, a, a tax exempt bond with a taxable bond, but with taxable rates so higher that refundings are going to go away, at least for the short term, until rates come down. So I think municipal supply is going to be less. And number three, I think... As I mentioned, as people are more conservative in thinking about a recession, you know, you've seen some great volatility in equities. I'm a big fan of equities, so it's not, you know, sell your equities and buy munis. But I do believe that, you know, people are understandably nervous. And I believe that for the last 10 years or so, it's been very difficult to get a lot of tax-exempt income. And we've seen a dramatic rise in rates because of the fluidity of the municipal market, how much money ran in this year, last year, and how much is out this year. $100 billion in, $90 billion out creates, and there's not a lot of buffer in between. That volatility has created, in my mind, a tremendous opportunity. So I think the demographic changes are very important. Do I think taxes are going down dramatically? I don't. We hear about the great resignation. We hear about how many people are leaving their jobs, uh, retiring early. And I think the demand for tax income is not going away anytime soon. And I think that states, you know, particularly, you know, the inequality question in the U.S., with a lot of extremely wealthy people, they're going to go after them in terms of taxes. And that makes municipals historically more attractive. So I think very simply, I, I think my point is this. Municipals credit quality has not declined substantially. That's number one. And that's exceedingly important. Number two, you've been able to go away from three, three and a quarter percent coupons to five, five and a quarter, five and a half percent coupons, which are historically very attractive. And I think our, in general, our portfolios are set up way better for the future. There's no question in my mind about that. For the next three, four, five years, we're in substantially better shape. As I mentioned earlier, there's been, you know, there's only been six times in history in the last 42 years that munis have had negative returns like we expect this year. So this year would be the seventh. We're not out of the woods yet. I'm not suggesting that. I do think the Fed has a little more work to do, but
But I think that'll happen. And I think, as I said earlier, markets are incredibly efficient in discounting future events. So I believe that a number of the Fed moves are factored into the medium market. And even if treasuries back up, I do believe, which is certainly possible, I'm not suggesting that we're, we're at the higher rates. I do think that minis will hold up on a ratio basis. When, when, as I said earlier, if you have a 350 30-year treasury and you can buy a good double-A municipal at four and a quarter to four and a half percent, historically, that, that's exceedingly attractive. And the history has pointed out that you get that sharp reversion trade. So that's what we're hoping for. We're not predicting, you know, I'm not predicting actual returns for next year. It's tough enough to figure out this year, let alone next year. But I think in general, the demand for tax income is not going away anytime soon. And I think municipals are very attractive on that basis. Thanks, Peter. Really helps our audience to keep things in perspective this year. And with that, that wraps up this episode of Muni360 Podcast with New York Life Investments. I'm Chris Roberti with the Mackay Municipal Managers. Please be sure to subscribe and look out for new episodes. We appreciate you rating the show and leaving a review so we can spread these insights to as many as possible. Thanks for listening. Municipal bond risks include the ability of the issuer to repay the obligation, the relative lack of information about certain issuers, and the possibility of future tax and legislative changes, which could affect the market for and value of municipal securities. Bonds are subject to interest rate risk and can lose principal value when interest rates rise. Bonds are also subject to credit risk, which is the possibility that the bond issuer may fail to pay interest and principal in a timely manner. Investing in below investment grade securities may carry a greater risk of non-payment of interest or principal than higher rated securities. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, which will vary. It is not possible to invest directly in an index. All investments are subject to market risk and will fluctuate in value. Diversification does not assure a profit or protect against loss in a declining market. Active management is the use of a human element, such as a single manager, co-managers, or a team of managers to actively manage a fund's portfolio. Active management strategies typically have higher fees than passive management. Alpha measures a fund's risk-adjusted performance and is expressed as an annualized percentage. Credit spread reflects the difference in yield between a treasury and corporate bond of the same maturity. Duration is a measure of the sensitivity of the price of a bond to a change in interest rates. This material can contains the opinions of the Mackay Municipal Managers team of Mackay Shields, LLC, but not necessarily those of Mackay Shields, LLC. The opinions expressed herein are subject to change without notice. This material is distributed for informational purposes only. Forecasts, estimates, and opinions contained herein should not be considered as investment advice or a recommendation of any particular security, strategy, or investment product. Information contained herein has been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but not guaranteed. Any forward-looking statements speak only as of the date they are made, and Mackay Shields assumes no duty and does not undertake to update forward-looking statements. The strategies discussed are strictly for illustrative and educational purposes and are not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any securities or to adopt any investment strategy. There is no guarantee that any strategies discussed will be effective. Neither New York Life Insurance Company nor its affiliates or representatives provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Please contact your own professionals. Mackay Municipal Managers is a team of portfolio managers at Mackay Shields. Mackay Shields is 100% owned by NYLIM Holdings, which is wholly owned by New York Life Insurance Company. Not all products and services provided by Mackay Shields may be available to all investors, limited by applicable laws and regulations in certain jurisdictions. No part of this material may be reproduced in any form or referred to in any other publication without the express written permission of Mackay Shields. New York Life Investments is both a service mark and the common trade name of certain investment advisors affiliated with New York Life Insurance Company.